98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. Carrie Lam extols her successes ahead of the policy address. But pandemocrats accuse her of not heeding public opinion. And the police watchdog wants more details about officers taking home pepper spray. In the run-up to tomorrow's policy address, the chief executive, Carrie Lam, says she has achieved near-perfect success rate in implementing the 500 initiatives unveiled in the past two addresses, as Hong Kong continues into a fifth month of worsening social unrest and violence. Mrs Lam said despite the problems her administration is facing, it's also managed to come up with 200 new initiatives. I'm happy to say that we have announced uh, some 500 initiatives in the last two policy addresses and the uh, achievement rate is close to 97%. So 97% of the initiatives have been either completed or in progress according to the plan. And then we will present uh, some of the challenges that uh, we are facing and finally uh, list out the new initiatives in this year's policy address. Despite um, the uh, problems we are facing, which means that we could not put in a lot of time and attention to the production of this policy address, uh, we have come up with over 200 new initiatives in the various areas. Mrs Lam also criticised a visiting US senator who said Hong Kong was sliding towards becoming a police state. She described Josh Hawley's comments as irresponsible and unfounded. The Hong Kong police force is a highly professional and civilized force. I would challenge every politician to ask themselves if the large extent of violence act and all those uh, petrol bombs and arson and uh, really deadly attacks uh, on policemen happened in their own country, what would they do? What would their policemen do? So um, my simple response is um, to describe Hong Kong as a police state is totally unfounded. However, Democratic Party lawmaker James To criticised Mrs Lam for refusing to solve the unrest through political means. She had reportedly told the EU representative here that it would be pointless to answer protesters' demands at this stage and she could not negotiate with a mob. But Mr To says public opinion is clear. An overwhelming majority of Hong Kong people who are mostly peaceful, rational, and they call on the government to offer political solution, like ordering a committee of inquiry, independent inquiry. From the poll, over 80% of Hong Kong people would opt for a committee of inquiry. Those in power should come forward with political solution and not just use any excuse in order to confuse the foreigners. If you order a committee of inquiry, you will have at least a step forward. Pro-democracy lawmakers are trying to delay the election of a new chairperson and vice-chair for LegCo's House Committee to prevent the pro-government camp securing both seats. The committee is holding a special meeting after failing to fill the posts at its first meeting on Friday. The pro-government side has nominated incumbent Starry Lee as chair, while pan-democrats have nominated over 20 of their own lawmakers. They've also raised procedural questions in a bid to slow proceedings, including questioning tomorrow's arrangements for the policy address. Pro-establishment lawmaker Paul Che described the pandemocrats' tactics as nonsense. It's wasting everybody's time and more importantly society's time. We have a lot of things to do after LegCo has been uh, severely damaged and meetings are abandoned for over three months. So I think there are a lot of things to be tackled by LegCo and I think it's just a complete waste of time, complete nonsense. And I don't think society deserves this kind of antics. 
Two former student leaders have been asked to clarify their political stance in order to run in the upcoming district council elections. Brazilian reports. On his Facebook page, Tommy Zheng posted a letter from a Yunlong district election officer who asked him to explain what he meant when he wrote and spoke about the slogan Liberate Hong Kong Revolution of Our Times. He's been asked to reply by tomorrow. The former Occupy activist said even though he faced the possibility of disqualification from the election, it would not deter him from making pro-democracy statements or taking part in anti-government protests. Meanwhile, fellow Occupy activist and Demosisto leader Joshua Wong has been asked to clarify whether he still supports self-determination for Hong Kong. He has until 4 p.m. to reply. The vice chairman of the Independent Police Complaints Council has called on police to give more details about the decision to allow officers to carry pepper spray when off duty. Tony Che says the IPCC was notified yesterday, but he has many questions, including which officers can carry the spray and what guidelines they must follow. Last month, officers were also told they could start taking batons home in response to growing violence. Here's Mr Che. For operational needs, I understand and would accept the uh, new arrangement. But of course, we are more focused on who will be allowed to carry this sort of equipment during off-duty period. And also, you know, of course, most important, you know, there are proper records about who will have this sort of a pepper spray. And also, if they are using that, they have to follow the proper guidelines when using such equipment. Turning overseas now, and President Trump has approved sanctions against Turkey over its attack on Kurdish forces in northeastern Syria. The US will also increase tariffs on Turkish steel and stop negotiations on a trade deal. The Vice President, Mike Pence, said that Mr Trump's wish to withdraw American soldiers from the region had not given a green light for Turkey to invade Syria. He said from the time he was a candidate and forward that he wanted to bring an end to endless wars and opportunities for us to bring troops home and to have American forces come out of harm's way has always been a priority for this president. But that didn't mean that this president in any way encourages violence anywhere in the world, let alone along the border between Turkey and Syria. Turkish troops and the Syrian militias allied to Ankara are gathering near the Kurdish-held town of Manbij on the sixth day of their offensive against the Kurds in northern Syria. Syrian state media say government troops have begun to enter Manbij as part of a deal with the Kurds to stave off the Turkish operation. Catalan riot police have clashed with protesters disrupting flights at Barcelona airport. The protesters are angry at the decision by the Spanish Supreme Court to give prison terms to nine Catalan separatist political leaders. They were jailed for sedition for their roles in Catalonia's failed bid for independence two years ago. Earlier, the man who led that push, Carlos Puigdemont, condemned the sentences. The Supreme Court uh, ruling against the members of the government, the parliament and the most important social institutions in Catalonia confirms the strategy of repression and revenge against all the Catalan citizens who sought democratic ways to make their will possible. Finland, which holds the rotating European Union presidency, says the EU needs more time for Brexit negotiations. Finland's Prime Minister said discussions could continue even after Thursday's summit, the last such scheduled EU meeting before the current deadline for Britain to leave the bloc. 
A new international study suggests that a cheap and widely available drug could significantly reduce deaths from head injuries. It found that tranexamic acid, or TXA, can improve some patients' chances of survival. Here's the BBC's Tulip Mazumda. Almost 70 million people around the world suffer with brain trauma every year and there are very few treatment options available for patients. But this research by the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine suggests an already widely available, affordable drug could cut deaths by as much as a fifth for some patients if it's given within three hours of injury. Tranexamic acid works by stopping bleeding in and around the brain and was most effective for people with mild and moderate trauma. No clear benefit was seen in the most severe cases. The United Nations Children's Fund says an alarming number of children around the world are suffering the consequences of poor diets and a food system that's failing them. UNICEF said a third of children under five are either undernourished or obese. Almost two-thirds of children under two don't get the food they need to support the growing bodies and brains with serious consequences for their development. This year's Booker Prize for Fiction has been divided between two writers, the Canadian Margaret Atwood and the British author Bernadine Evaristo. Atwood's work, The Testaments, is set in a fictional totalitarian state and follows up The Handmaid's Tale. One of the judges, Peter Florence, explained why they decided to flout a rule that there could only be one winner. We found that there were two novels not that we couldn't let go of, but that we desperately wanted to win this year's prize. So we're awarding the prize jointly to both of them. Evaristo's Girl, Woman, Other explores, as with many of her books, the lives of the African diaspora in Britain. She gave her reaction to the award. This, this is incredible. It is so incredible to share this with Margaret Atwood, who is such a legend um, and so generous. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, this is incredible. I, you know, I suppose a lot of people say this. I never thought it would happen to me. And I, I will say that I am the first black woman to win this prize. Um, <laughs> South Korea is deploying hundreds of soldiers and civilian hunters along the border with North Korea to kill wild boars and feral pigs. It's the latest effort by authorities to prevent the spread of African swine fever across the demilitarised zone. Pyongyang has barely acknowledged the spread of the disease. Here's the BBC's Merlin Thomas. At least five dead disease-carrying pigs were found this month near the demilitarised zone. African swine fever has hit the region hard. Pork prices have soared in China, where the latest outbreak began. South Korea has culled more than 150,000 pigs, but North Korea has barely acknowledged the spreading of the disease. Unofficial reports suggest that the virus is out of control there. And rising pork prices have pushed China's consumer inflation to its highest level in nearly six years last month. The National Bureau of Statistics said consumer price index rose 3% in September from a year earlier. Currencies now, and the US dollar is trading at 108.3 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 10 cents, and the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 89 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 26,504. 28 points down on the previous close. Turnover was $41 billion. And now, with a look at the latest sports, here's Adam Jern.
The Washington Nationals are one win away from reaching baseball's World Series. Steven Strasburg struck out 12 as the Nationals thrashed the St. Louis Cardinals 8-1 to take a commanding three games to none lead in the National League Championship Series. Howie Kendrick hit three doubles and drove in three runs in the win, while the Cardinals continue to have trouble putting runners on base. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says Washington's pitchers deserve a lot of credit in this postseason run. Washington's starting pitching has just been overwhelming. The Cardinals' bats have been silenced. They need to wake up. This dominant pitching by the Nationals only allowed four hits across those first two games uh, in St. Louis. Just remarkable to see what that uh, what that team can do. And their number four starter, Annabelle Sanchez, for the Nationals, he lost his no-hitter bid in the eighth inning of game one. They've just been overwhelming. And that's the, really the key to the national strength has just been just gr- incredibly great pitching when it's counted most. Next to football's Euro 2020 qualifiers, where England's 6-0 thrashing of Bulgaria was marked by racism. The game in Bulgaria was halted twice due to racist behavior by supporters. The stadium announcer appealed for better behavior, while the Bulgaria captain Evelyn Popov was seen telling fans to stop the abuse. There are now calls for Europe's governing body UEFA to remove Bulgaria from these qualifiers. On the pitch, Raheem Sterling and Ross Barkley each had two goals for England, while Marcus Rashford and the captain Harry Kane also found the net. The England manager Gareth Southgate says it's a shame that the attention has been taken away from their big win. Sadly, we know that people won't be talking about that, but the performance was terrific from first minute to last. We were calm over the last few days. We knew we needed to respond. We played properly for the whole 90 minutes, and I think the focus of the team with and without the ball was excellent. In Group B, Ukraine went eight points clear of second-place Portugal with a 2-1 victory over their closest rivals. Portugal's Cristiano Ronaldo recorded his 700th career goal. Now, there was a dramatic victory for the Green Bay Packers on NFL's Monday Night Football. Mason Crosby nailed a 23-yard field goal as time expired, and the Packers got past the Detroit Lions 23-22. The visiting Lions were on the short end of two questionable penalty calls, the second of which allowed the Packers to run the clock down and set up the game-winning kick. Green Bay improved to 5-1, and one, They lead the NFC North by a game over the Minnesota Vikings. Detroit dropped to bottom of the division with a record of two wins, two losses and a draw. And that's your look at sports. Thanks to Adam Chung there. Now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. Carrie Lam extols her successes ahead of the policy address, but pandemocrats accuse her of not heeding public opinion, and the police watchdog wants more details about officers taking home pepper spray. The news from RTHK. A sunny morning, the smell of freshly baked pineapple buns. The ding-ding of a tram as we head to work. Neighbors laughing. The beguiling beauty of our harbor and skyline. This wonderful city has been built with the love and sweat of everyone. Treasure Hong Kong, our home.
what you got us 